with the point that's numbered here as point number 121 on page 136 of the second volume. So point number 121. Say of Imam Al-Barbahari, وَكِلْ أَمْرَهُمْ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى فَإِنَّ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ قَالْ إِيَّاكُمْ وَذِكْرَ أَصْحَابِي وَأَصْحَارِي وَأَخْتَانِي وَقَوْلُهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى نَذْرَ إِلَى أَهْلِ بَدْرِ فَقَالْ إِعْمَلُوا مَا شِئْتُمْ فَإِنِّي قَدْ غَفَرْتُ لَكُمْ regarding the fighting between Ali and Muawiyah, Aisha, Talha, and Az-Zubayr. May Allah have mercy upon them all and upon those who are with them. And do not dispute concerning them and consign their affair to Allah, the Exalted and Most High. For Allah's Messenger wasallam, said, Beware of speaking about my companions and my in-laws. And he's saying, Allah the Exalted and Most High looked upon the people who fought at Badr and said, Do whatever you wish, for I have forgiven you. Just initially, before beginning the explanation, with regard to the two hadith mentioned in the text, then the first of them... إِيَّاكُمْ وَذِكْرَ أَصْحَابِي وَأَصْحَارِي وَأَخْتَانِي Then some of those who do the footnote, have done the footnotes to the various editions, have pointed out that all the narrations in this regard, with this particular wording or close wordings, <coughs> beware of speaking about my companions and my in-laws. Those I'm, those I'm related to on account of marriage. And all of these narrations are unauthentic, not, not, not sahih, not authentic, and Shaykh al-Albani discusses some of them in his book Al-Da'ifa under Hadith 3601 and Da'if al-Jami' various places. Likewise Shaykh al-Suhaymi Hafizullah he mentioned that this Hadith with this wording is not Sahih, is not authentic. And rather what is authentic in that regard is what follows in the explanation La tasubbu ashabi Do not abuse my companions to the end of the hadith that will follow inshallah and as for the second hadith in the main text that Allah the Most High looked upon the people of Badr those who had fought at Badr and said do whatever you wish for I have forgiven you and this hadith is reported by Al-Bukhari as hadith 3007 3007 and Muslim as hadith 2494 from a hadith of Ali radiallahu anhu and with regard to the explanation, Shaykh Razan, he said, he's saying, وَالْكَفُّ عَنْ حَرْبِ عَلِيٍّ وَمُعَوِيَةَ وَعَائِشَةَ وَطَلْحَةَ وَالزُّبَيْرِ رَحْمَهُمُ اللَّهُ أَجْمَعِينَ And to withhold with regard to the fighting that took place between Ali and Muawiyah and Aisha and Talha and Az-Zubayr. May Allah have mercy upon all of them. Shaykh Razan said, this is a tremendous fundamental principle. 
And it is that it is obligatory upon the Muslim with respect to the companions of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, with regard to the Muhajireen and the Ansar, those who, those who aided the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and defended him, and fought jihad along with him, and exerted in spending their wealth and their persons, and who, who left their homes and their homelands, and who followed the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So therefore they have virtue that no one else besides them has. So they are the best of generations. Just as he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, خَيْرُكُمْ قَرْنِي ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ that the Prophet ﷺ said, the best of you is my generation. Then those who follow them, then those who follow them. The hadith, as I mentioned, in the footnote has already preceded. We've had it before as a hadith reported by Bukhari, as hadith 2651, 2651, and Muslim, as hadith 2535, from a hadith of Imran ibn so Shaykh Fawzan said, having quoted the hadith, the best of you is my generation, then those who follow them, then those who follow them. Shaykh said, so the best of the generations are the Sahaba, are the companions, radiallahu anhum, because of what they accomplished with regard to companionship with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and with regard to assisting him and propagating his religion and conveying it to those who came after them from the nation. So they attained this virtue which no one else shares with them. And therefore Allah the Majestic and Most High praised them and is pleased with them. Just as he mentioned in many ayahs of the Honorable Qur'an. And then Shaykh al-Ghazan, he goes on to quote a number of ayahs in this regard. He begins by saying, He the Most High said, لَقَدْ تَابَ اللَّهُ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ وَالْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ الَّذِينَ اَتَبَعُوهُ فِي سَاعَةِ الْأُسْرَةِ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا كَادِ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا كَادِ يَزِيغُ قُلُوبُ فَرِيقٍ مِنْهُمْ ثُمَّ تَابَ عَلَيْهِمْ إنه بهم رؤوف رحيم وعلى الثلاثة الذين خلفوا حتى إذا ضاقت عليهم الأرض بما رحبت بما رحبت وضاقت عليهم أنفسهم وظنوا أن لا ملجأ من الله إلا إليه ثم تاب عليهم ليتوبوا إن الله هو التواب الرحيم سورة التوبة the ninth surah ayahs 117 and 118 with the explanation Allah certainly guided the Prophet and the Muhajirun and the Ansar to turn to him those who followed him in the hour of difficulty 
I mean the expedition of Tabuk. Those who followed him, followed the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa in the hour of difficulty. After a group of them almost deviated and doubted on account of the severe hardship. But then Allah caused them to turn to him. And he made them firm upon his religion. Indeed, he is compassionate, merciful. And also those three whose case was deferred until the earth, vast as, it is, vast as it is, became restricted for them and their own souls became restricted on account of regret. And they knew for certain that there is nowhere to flee to from Allah except to Him. Then He guided them to repent. Indeed, Allah, He is the one who accepts repentance again and again. The most merciful one. Then Shaykh Fazan quotes another ayah. He said, then he said, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu taqullaha wa kunu ma'as sadiqeen. Surah Tawbah, the ninth surah, ayah 119. With the explanation. O you who believe, fear and be dutiful to Allah and be along with the truthful ones. Sheikh Fawzan said, along with the true and truthful ones, along with those people, the companions of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then Shaykh Fawzan quotes a further ayah. He said, And he the Most High said, وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ وَالَّذِينَ اَتَّبَعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ وَرَضُوا عَنْهُ وَأَعَدَّ لَهُمْ جَنَّةٍ تَجْرِي تَحْتَهَا الْأَنْهَارِ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا ذَلِكَ الْفَوْزُ الْعَظِيمُ Surah Tawbah, the 9th Surah, Ayah 100. With the explanation. And the first and foremost ones from the Muhajireen and the Ansar and those who followed them correctly, Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with Him. And He has prepared for them gardens in paradise beneath which rivers flow. They will remain therein forever. That is the tremendous success. And Shaykh Fawzan quotes a further ayah. He said, and he, and he the Most High said, لَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ يُبَايِعُونَكَ تَحْتَ شَجَرَةِ فَعَلِمَ مَا فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ فَأَنْزَلَ السَّكِينَةَ عَلَيْهِمْ وَأَثَابَهُمْ فَتْحًا وَأَثَابَهُمْ فَتْحًا قَرِيبًا Surah Al-Fatih 48th Surah, Ayah 18 The explanation. Allah was pleased with the believers when they gave you the address to the Prophet when they gave you the pledge beneath the tree so he knew what was in their hearts so he sent down tranquility upon them and he rewarded them 
with a victory close at hand. Then Sheikh Razan quotes a further ayah. He said, He the Most High said, Muhammadun Rasulullah walladhina ma'ahu ashidda'u ala al-kuffari ruhama'u baynahum tarahum rukka'an sujjada Surah Al-Fatih 48 Surah Ayah 29 with the explanation Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah and those who are along with him are stern against the disbelievers merciful amongst themselves you will see them performing ruku, bowing, and prostrating. The Shaykh said, to the end of Surah Al-Fatih. This ayah, ayah 29 of Surah Al-Fatih, 48th Surah, all the way to the end of the Surah. He said, this is with regard to the Sahaba, the companions. And he mentions a further evidence. He said, and he the Most High said, when he mentioned the faith, the war booty, in Surah Al-Hashr, he said, مَا أَفَاءَ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ رَسُولِهِ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْقُرَىٰ فَلِلَّهِ وَلِلْرَسُولِ وَلِذِ الْقُرْبَىٰ وَالْيَتَامَىٰ وَالْمَسَاكِينِ وَابْنِ السَّبِيلِ كَيْ لَا يَكُونَ دُولَةً بَيْنَ الْأَغْنِيَاءِ مِنْكُمْ وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ للفقراء المهاجرين الذين أخرجوا من ديارهم وأموالهم يبتغون فضلا من الله ورضوانه وينصرون الله ورسوله أولئك هم الصادقون سورة الحشر the 59th surah ayah 6 to 8 with the explanation that which Allah gave to his messenger as booty from the people of the townships then it is for Allah and for the messenger and for the kinfolk of the messenger and for the orphans and for the needy and for the stranded traveller so that it does not become a commodity circulated only amongst the wealthy from, among, from amongst you. And whatever the messenger gives you then accept it and whatever he forbids you from then withhold from it and fear and be dutiful to Allah indeed Allah is severe in punishment there is a share in the booty for the muhajireen those who were expelled from their homes and their wealth seeking favor from Allah and his pleasure and aiding Allah's religion and his messenger they are the truthful ones and Shaykh Raza mentions a continuation of these ayahs he said then he mentioned the Ansar and he said وَالَّذِينَ تَبَوَّأُ الدَّارَ وَالْإِيمَانَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ يُحِبُّونَ مَنْ هَاجِرَ إِلَيْهِمْ وَلَا يَجِدُونَ فِي صُدُورِهِمْ حَاجَةً مِمَّا أُوتُوا وَيُؤْخِرُونَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ وَلَوْ كَانَ بِهِمْ خَصَاصَةً وَمَنْ يُوقَشُحْ نَفْسِهِ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلًّا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ رَعُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ Surah Al-Hashr, the 59th Surah, ayahs 9 to 10, with the explanation. 
and those who had homes before them in Al-Madinah and had Iman they loved those who migrate to them they loved those who migrated to them they loved those who migrated to them and they do not find any envy in their hearts with regard to what they have been given and they give preference to them over themselves even though they themselves were very poor and needy and whoever is protected by Allah from the avarice of his own soul then they are the successful ones and those who came after them they say O oh, our Lord forgive us and our brothers who preceded us upon Iman and do not place any ill feeling in our hearts towards those who believed O oh, our Lord indeed you are most compassionate most merciful Sheikh Fawzan summarized and said this is the stance of the Muslims with regard to the companions of Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that they say Rabbana ghafir lana wa li ikhwanina alladhina sabakuna bil iman wa la taj'al fi qulubina ghillan lalladhina amanu O our Lord forgive us and our brothers who preceded us upon iman and do not place any ghill any ill feeling in our hearts towards those who believed. Sheikh Razan explains the word here. He said, and al-ghil means al-bughl, means hatred. Don't place any hatred in our hearts towards those who already believed. Rabbana innaka ra'ufun rahim. The explanation of our Lord, indeed, you are most compassionate, most merciful. Then Sheikh Razan said, and in the, in the Sunnah, there are many ahadith. From them is his saying, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, La tasubbu ashabi fawalladhi nafsi biyadi Law anna ahadakum anfaqa mithla uhudin dhahban ma balagha mudda ahadihim wala nasifahu Allah's Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Do not abuse my companions. For by the one in whose hand is my soul, if one of you were to spend the like of Mount Uhud in charity, in gold, if one of you were to spend the like of Mount Uhud in gold, in charity, it would not reach a handsful of one of them, not even a half of it. The hadith, as I mentioned, the footnote is reported by Al-Bukhari, and the reference there should be hadith number 3673 and reported by Muslim as hadith 2541 from a hadith of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu anhu Shaykh Fawzan said explaining the hadith if a person from the later people other than the companions even if it be one of the tabi'een, were to spend in charity with the, with the like of, or with the amount equal to, the mountain of Uhud, in gold, in pure gold, 
seeking the face of Allah if he were to give it in charity it would not equal in reward the hand the hands full given by a companion it would not equal the hands full given in charity by a companion whether it be from barley or dates or even half a mud half a hands full half of it so a mountain of gold from other than a companion a mountain of gold given by other than a companion will not equal a hands full of one of them Sheikh then asks the question why is this and he answers it because of their virtue radiallahu anhu And he said, so the stance of the Muslim with regard to the companions of Allah's Messenger وسلم, is to respect them and to supplicate for Allah's pleasure upon them, taradli, to ask for Allah, Allah's rida upon them, to supplicate for Allah's pleasure upon them, and to take them as examples to follow and to follow their way, and to defend their honor. This is the stance of the Muslim with respect to the companions of Allah's Messenger And loving them is a part of loving the Messenger So whoever loves the Messenger of Allah then he should love his companions and who, whoever hates the companions then he indeed has hatred for the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Man ahabbahum Fabihubbi ahabbahum Whoever loves them Then it is because Of love of me That he loves them In a footnote They give some references for this hadith And say it's reported From a number of the companions From them Abdullah bin al-Mughaffal Radiallahu anhu, reported by Ahmad al-Bukhari in Tariq al-Kabir at Tirmidhi in his Sunan and it was declared authentic by Ibn Hibban and he mentioned also a hadith of Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, reported by Tabarani in Al-Mu'jim al-Awsaq and just briefly with regard to this hadith and Shaykh al-Albani as a side point Shaykh al-Albani points out that some of the versions about Tirmidhi mentioned that Tirmidhi said about it himself gharib means singular means weak and in some of the versions of Tirmidhi there occurs the wording that Tirmidhi said it is gharibun hasan it's got a singular chain but it can be counted as being hasan as for Shaykh al-Albani himself in his checking about Tirmidhi he declared the narration da'if weak and likewise in his book al Da'ifa, hadith number 2901 Shaykh al-Albani declared the hadith weak on account of the narrator from the Tabi'een, Abdul Rahman ibn Ziyad, who is a Tabi'i, who is la yu'raf, not known. Wallahu Then, Shaykh, back to the explanation of Shaykh al Fawzan, he said, As for the issue which the Shaykh rahimahullah, indicated with regard to not delving into 
that which occurred between the companions. And the Sheikh said, then individuals from amongst the Sahaba, individuals from amongst the companions, are like others, besides them from mankind. They could make mistakes. However, their intentions were pure. I mean, on, on an individual level, then they're the same as other people in the <coughs> sense that it's possible that they could make mistakes. However, their intentions were pure. And what they intended was something good. And their goal their goals were praiseworthy. And no one who has a speck of Iman in his heart will doubt about this. And nor will he accuse any one of them. However, when fitna occurred, when discord occurred, and during discord, no one is able to act freely. So we ask Allah for safety and security from fitan, from trials and discord. Amen. He said, when it happened in their time, when discord happened in their time, on account of the foul Jew, Abdullah ibn Sabah, who outwardly displayed Islam, then he came and began making accusations against the Khalifa, Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Uthman, radiallahu an, making attacks against him. And the rabble from amongst the people gathered together with him. And those people who loved evil, and who loved anarchy, and in every time, and in every time there are some people who are the like of them. Sheikh said, so mankind, if they can find someone to lead them towards evil, they will gather together with him upon it, except for those whom Allah has mercy upon. Because they love commotion and turmoil and trouble and they love speech about those people who are in authority they love to bring about corruption of the affair and to cause splitting so this is found within mankind so when they found when they find someone who calls to this then they will gather with him upon it so whoever gathered with this foul person, gathered. He's referring again to Abdullah ibn Sabah, the Jew, who pretended, pretended to be Muslim. He said, so whoever, whoever gathered with him, gathered. And the Muslims were a single nation, under a single Khalifa, who was Uthman, radiallahu anhu, the third of the rightly guided Khulafa. But this evil one, this foul one, had an effect upon them. And the affair ended with the killing of Uthman, radiallahu anhu, the Khalifa of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.
Amir al-Mu'mineen, the chief of the believers, and the third of the rightly guided Khulafa. So then, when they had killed Uthman, discord flared up between the Muslims. And the Muslims became enraged amongst themselves on account of the killing of Uthman. And they wanted vengeance from those who had killed him. They wanted vengeance upon those who had killed him. So from that, the battle of the camel came about. Waqatul Jamal. So on account of that, the battle of the camel came about. Between the companions. Those who wanted Qisas, those who wanted retaliatory punishment to be carried out upon the killers of Uthman and who departed from Al-Madinah. And the bay'ah, the pledge was given, the pledge of allegiance was given to the chief of the believers, Ali ibn Abi Talib, after Uthman radiallahu anhu. I'll be pleased with both of them. He said, the bay'ah, the pledge of allegiance, was given then to Ali, and he was the fourth of the rightly guided khulafa, caliphs. So they sought from Ali عنه, to inflict the retaliatory punishment upon those people, I mean upon those who had killed Uthman. And those companions, they negotiated. Those, who, those companions who had departed from Al-Madinah. And along, along with them was the mother of the believers, Aisha. They negotiated with Ali عنه, upon the basis that he would hand over those murderers. However, Ali, عنه, he was unable to hand them over. Since they had hidden themselves within, within his army, they had infiltrated the ranks, hidden themselves within his army. And they began causing fitna, discord. So Ali and his brothers Talha and Az-Zubair and Aisha, they camped for the night. Or they said, uh, Ali and his brothers Talha and Az-Zubair and Aisha and those who had come from Al-Madinah, they camped for the night, having made peace between themselves. With two sides, they had arranged and made peace. So they camped for the night. So when those people, those evildoers, when they became aware of the peace that had been arranged between the companions of Allah's Messenger, and that fighting had been stopped, there's not going to be any fighting, fighting had been stopped, then they stirred up fitna, they stirred up discord, and they brought about fighting. They began skirmishing. And they shouted out within the army during the night time. They began skirmishing, some fighting amongst themselves and shouting out amongst the army. And therefore the companions thought that fighting had broken out. So this resulted in the battle of the camel, al-jamal, without any intent from the companions. And they didn't intend to have a battle, but that's what happened. Then he said, 
rather the one who caused it to blaze were those people those who had killed Uthman radiallahu anhu and whoever was, was killed in this strife this fitna was killed from the companions and in this battle and it ended it came to an end this battle ended it was fought whoever died from the companions was killed in this battle died and it ended then Mu'awiyah ibn Abi Sufyan radiallahu anhu radiallahu anhumah stood up in Sham and he had along with him the people of Sham requesting the killers of Uthman that they should be handed over for retaliatory punishment to be established upon them <coughs> he said however the misguided group carried out a, pl- uh, a plan again these same evildoers from before Abdullah ibn Sabah and his people however the misguided group they carried out a plan and employed deception and stirred up discord so the battle of Sifin came about between Ali and Muawiyah and its cause was those people those misguided and astray ones those astray and misguided ones those who had ignited fitna discord between the Muslims then he said and the affair finally ended with the killing of Ali he was killed by the Khawarij those who had rebelled against Uthman and they joined Ali along with him and killed him their intent was not adul, was not justice and fairness rather their intent what led them led them on their intent was just grudge and revenge and they wanted to kill Muawiyah and Amr ibn al-As and Ali ibn Abi Talib however Allah saved Muawiyah and Amr ibn al-As and Allah's decree occurred upon Ali radiallahu anhu so he was martyred radiallahu anhu the Shaykh said so what is obligatory upon the Muslim is that he withholds from these affairs and that he does not enter into them and that he does not mention them except from the aspect of making an excuse for them and seeking forgiveness for the companions of Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and that he recognizes that they were people performing ijtihad striving to do what is correct so from them were those who attained the truth then for him there will be two rewards and from them there were those who made a mistake so he will have a single reward and that they had such tremendous virtues as will overwhelm anything that could have occurred from some of them from mistakes because the companions of Allah's Messenger sallallahu, because they are companions of Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and just as occurs in the hadith and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ittala'a ala ahli badrin faqal i'malu ma shi'tum faqad ghafartu lakum the hadith that came in the main text 
that Allah the Most High, he said that Allah the Perfect and Most High, looked upon the people of Badr, those who had fought at the Battle of Badr, and said, do whatever you wish, for I have forgiven you. The Sheikh said, so they are forgiven. Whatever the case, forgiveness came about for them, for those who attained what is correct, and those who made a mistake from them. For all of them, they all attained Allah's forgiveness. He said, because the one who made a mistake from them, he did not do it intentionally. Rather, he did it upon the basis of ijtihad, striving to do what is correct. So therefore, it is obligatory upon the Muslim that he does not enter into this ever. And he does not declare erroneous anyone from the companions of Allah's Messenger Rather, he makes ex excuse for them and asks for forgiveness for them and asks for Allah's mercy upon them. So that he, therefore, is from those about whom Allah the Majestic and Most High said, وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلًّا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ رَأُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ Surah Al-Hashr, 59th Surah, Ayah 10, as came before with the explanation. And those who come after them, they say, O oh, our Lord, forgive us. And forgive our brothers who preceded us upon Iman. And do not place any hatred in our hearts towards those who believed. O oh, our Lord, indeed, you are most compassionate, most merciful. Then Sheikh Bazan finished by saying, And some tapes, some cassette tapes have appeared from some ignorant people where they have made a recording of these events. They've recorded, spoken of these events and what occurred between the companions. And he brought them out as tapes which the people circulate. So this person will either be a jahil, an ignorant person who has not studied aqidah, creed and belief. Or otherwise, one who has an evil intent, desiring to propagate hatred towards the companions of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the Muslims should beware of these tapes and their like. And he should beware of the plots of the Shia and of their abuse of the companions of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And, and they're seeking to find defects in them. So let the Muslim beware of this, so that he does not become one of those who are destroyed, and Allah's refuge is sought. Finally, with regard to, very briefly, with regard to the explanation of Sheikh <coughs> Ahmad al-Najmi, then he brings a couple of pages of explanation a great deal of it is he mentions the ayahs and the evidence evidences brought by Sheikh Fawzan. And then just at the end he say he makes the point again with regard to these tapes. He actually names the person who's done some of these tapes, he said. And there has appeared in this time of ours some cassette tapes which relate 
what occurred between the companions without showing any respect for them. Nor drawing attention to correctly what occurred between them. To the fact that it should not be propagated. He said, rather it's something that should be kept hidden. And in this sphere, a man who is called Tariq al-Suwaydan, this individual who the scholars have refuted, the chef mentions him, is that this individual Tariq al-Suwaydan has put himself forward in this regard. So therefore, the noble Sheikh al-Salafi, Ahmad ibn Abdulaziz al-Tawijri, has refuted him, rebutted him, after following up his mistakes and drawing attention to them in a book which he called Al-Idah wal-Bayan fi Akhtar Tariq al-Suwaydan. So may Allah reward him with good for doing that and bless him and make many the like of him. And Allah is the one who grants success. Alhamdulillah,